Hey, everybody, we're heading on the road to San Francisco. We will be part of Sketchfest 2015. Come join us at the Castro Theater on Monday, January 26th. We have amazing VIPs. You know her as Lois on Family Guy, Alex Borstein. We have Pixar's Brad Bird and the editor of The Stranger and your favorite sex advice columnist, Dan Savage. Get your tickets now. Go to amatickets.org. From NPR and WNYC, live from the Carolina Theater in Durham, North Carolina, it's NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia, Ask Me Another. Here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg. Thank you, Jonathan. Our VIP happens to think Durham is the greatest city in the world. And I have to tell you, I am falling in love with this town. Uh, Strangers on the street actually smiled at me because I guess they were happy. The coffee's good, seems affordable. Hipsters don't seem as annoying here. I'm told Durham's official religion is trivia. It's like a chiller Brooklyn, but with barbecue. It is the dream. And our VIP is a Durham local. You know him from his band, The Mountain Goats. You've probably seen him at Watts Grocery. And he's the author of the new novel, Wolf in White Van. It's John Darneal. Now let's get ready to rumble with our first two contestants, Keith Hayes and Susie Hansley. Hey. Both of you, when you uh, gave us your contestants quiz, both of you wrote very funny limericks. Thank you. So we thought, knowing that you're good with words, good with rhymes, we thought we'd ask you, task you, to give us a little cheer. Your cheer for Team Susie tonight and Team Keith. Go ahead, Keith. Okay, um, I just have to preface. I'm from Alabama. Okay. Originally. Sure, okay. um, Here's my cheer. Is that a disclaimer or a preface? Well, you know. (laughs) Take it as you will. Okay. Um, My cheer is... He's a good old boy from Tuscaloosa, sir. And if he don't win, he'll be the first loser. <laughs> All right, Susie. I'm a big fan of Bugs Bunny, so I'm going for a tried and a true, which is firecracker, firecracker, sis, boom, ba, Susie, Susie, rah, rah, rah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the energy. You guys are be perfect in this game that is called Buffer the Consequences. You don't have to be a sports fan to recognize and answer Michael Buffer's famous catchphrase, let's get ready to rumble! Yeah. Yeah? All right. That's like sports ball, right? Yeah, that's like, yeah, sports ball. Yeah. Exactly, okay. yeah. Well, we're doing an homage to that phrase, so you don't have to know anything about sports. You just have to give us answers, and all of your answers will end in the letters M-B-L-E. So go ahead, really open up those lungs. To help me out with this game is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton. Hello. And the winner will move on to our Ask Me One More final round at the end of the show. You guys ready? Oh, yes. All right. Should we open up the newspaper and play that game that combines cartoons and a word scramble? Keith. Get ready to jumble. Yes. I like the way you said it, too. That Thank was you. good. That was a commitment. Good. I, was, yeah. I think I was channeling something that yeah. I didn't know I had. <laughs> yeah. An inner Keith came yeah, out? Yeah, yeah. This is a new personality. <laughs> yeah. 
Should we take this chocolate chip cookie and smash it up into little pieces? Keith. Get ready to crumble. That's right. <laughs> I like the idea of boxers just throwing cookies at each other. <laughs> it would be more fun to watch. I yeah, think. and you'd totally want ringside seats. Yeah. Just sit there with your mouth open. Should we start to shake or quiver slightly because we're a little nervous? Keith. Get ready to tremble. Yeah, and he's trembling. There's an act out. <laughs> Keith, now I feel like you're overselling it a little. <laughs> I've been waiting my whole life for this moment. <laughs> Should we act like Homer Simpson's best friend, the town drunk of Springfield? Keith. Get, get ready to Barney... Rumble? Crumble? I can't remember. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Susie, do you know the answer? I know he has a last name. Yeah. I know he has yeah. a last name. Can I make one up? <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Something ends in Get trouble. ready to stumble! I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it would be well, funny if his name was Barney Stumble, but that is, the not, appropriate. That is not his name. His yeah. name. You were very close, Keith. The answer is Barney Gumble. Yeah, my daughter is really sad with me right now. Yeah. <laughs> is that related to what just uh, happened or for Simpsons other reasons? Freak. Simpsons freak. Yeah. <laughs> Should we put this complicated IKEA bookcase together? Keith. Get ready to assemble. Yeah, exactly. Should we make someone feel less important or proud of themselves? Keith. Get ready to humble? Yes, that is right. <laughs> Are you auditioning That's for amazing. something? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm a sustainer. You're a sustainer. <laughs> <laughs> Truthfully, I sustain more, but no. <laughs> that is actually a humble brag in its own little way. <laughs> I've never won a trip. <laughs> you never won a trip. All right. What's Keith, we can't work out all of your dreams right now. <laughs> That's next on the list. That's next. Yeah, Good to yeah. know. I'm really up here to get a trip. <laughs> Should we make a preliminary introduction to this formal document? Susie. Get ready to preamble. Yes. This is your last clue. Should we talk really softly? Almost unintelligibly? and perhaps inspire a whole style of indie movie making? Susie. Shall we get ready to mumble? That's right. <laughs> Puzzle guru Art Chung, how did our contestants do? They both had some amazing line readings, but Keith, get ready to move on to our Ask Me One More final round at Yay. the end of the show. First winner. <laughs> Say hello to our next two contestants, Alex Knight and Steve Bonneman. Hello. Hi. Alex, first lieutenant in the U.S. Army. Thank you. And you're into sports and fantasy sports. Yep, all right. of those. All of them, yep. any sports possible. You went to West Point. What is, what is West Point's mascot? It is the Black Knight. The Black Knight. Yeah, which is, which is fitting. My last name's Knight, so... Yeah, so you, that's yeah. how you got in? It, possibly. <laughs> Might not have been the grades. I'm not sure, though. 
Is there a mule somewhere there, too? There is an army mule, yeah. There's two army mules, actually. Yeah. And they change names every maybe year or so. so it's, it's, very, it's a rotational basis, but I think right now it's Ranger 3 and Striker are the two army mules. So they have mules running around at the games. It's, it's not, really? even, not even a football game. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just a place for mules to run around. Yeah. And then these guys that, it's are, fun. that are blocking them. Steve, a librarian at Campbell University. Yes, I am. Thank you. And what is the uh, Campbell University mascot? The Fighting Camels. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, the Fighting Camels name is Gaylord after Gaylord Perry, who is sure a pitcher is. from the 60s who went to Campbell University. Yeah. So. All right, so we have Knight versus Camel. I feel like this matchup has happened before. It, do, it doesn't like go well for me. Fair, yeah. <laughs> Yours is more with fair. With the last name thing. Yeah. I'm also about to be subjected to 500 years of colonial rule. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a game. We just need more interview. <laughs> <laughs> let's see what happens. Now let's play a game. This round is called Sports Explicated. We're here in the Research Triangle, which is famous for its many colleges and universities and its college sports teams. In this game, we're going to give you some brainy, literal, adjective-driven descriptions of some college sports teams, and you have to give us the actual team name. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for an example. So if I said the Cobalt Imps, that would be a nerdier way to say the Blue Devils. Wow, there's a lot of emotion out there. <laughs> Maybe a fight will break out during the game. Wouldn't that be fun? It's a dream come true. A public radio fight? Oh, my God. It's like going to be like Sudoku versus Ken Ken. <laughs> All right, so you don't have to name the school. You just have to name the nickname. All right, let's play. The Contentious Celts. Steve. The Fighting Irish? Yes, indeed. <laughs> Although we made them sound more like the grumpy Irish with contentious, but still, you were correct. The Blood Torrent. Alex. The Crimson Tide. Yes. Also a rejected episode name of Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> the Mesoamerican Green Strippers. Steve. The corn huskers. Yeah. <laughs> University of Nebraska. Who are their rivals? The lettuce terrors? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just... the Those guys are not so tough. <laughs> the carrot dicers? Just sums. Come on now. The rather than laters. Steve. The Sooners. The Sooners. All right, the Iberian hybrid cattle with lengthy keratin projections on their heads. Steve. The Longhorns? The Longhorns, yeah. The athletes who do good deeds for free. Steve. The Volunteers. Yes. <laughs> University of Tennessee. Yeah. They gotta be scary. It's a, it's the Volunteers a... have to be a scary, scary team. Right, because what's at stake? Good, goodwill. <laughs> right, they're just doing it because they, they're that's, just doing it. That's, that's right. <laughs> the yellow fruit-like shellless gastropod mollusks. 
Steve. The banana slugs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> of UC Santa Cruz, I believe, yeah. Uh, yes, you believe correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your favorite player, Steve? <laughs> um, I, I had a friend who went there. He, did, really? he didn't play there. <laughs> All right, this is your last question. The savage, carnivorous weasels that look like Hugh Jackman. Steve. The Wolverines. The Wolverines. <laughs> Puzzle guru Art Chung. Sorry, Alex. I knew you knew all the answers, but Steve was a little bit faster on the buzzer. Congratulations, Steve. You're moving on to our final round. Coming up, we'll talk to our VIP John Darneal about sad songs, death metal, North Carolina, and his new novel, Wolf in White Van. So stick around. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is NPR's Ask Me Another. Thank you so much for listening to Ask Me Another, and check out NPR's newest show, Invisibilia. So if you've ever thought, you know, I bet this friend is going to disappoint me, there's a great likelihood that they actually will. Why is that? Because your expectations have a surprising effect on the people around you. And on the newest Invisibilia, you'll hear from neuroscientists who explain the profound way expectations actually influence your physiology. And from a blind man who says expectations have actually helped him see. From the people who created This American Life and Radiolab, subscribe to Invisibilia on iTunes now. You're listening to Ask Me Another from NPR and WNYC. We're coming to you from the Carolina Theater in Durham, North Carolina. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. Let's welcome our next two contestants, Nadia Vielo and Jen Ferris. So this game is called State of Mind. Nadia, you're getting your PhD in public health. Yes, I am. What is your state of mind going into this competition, Nadia? Um, it's the same as the state of mind I had this past weekend when I ran my fourth full marathon. Oh. Which is nervous but can do. Jen, you're a former Lucha Libre wrestler. <laughs> Okay, what was your character? Well, we kind of don't disclose oh. our oh. characters. Yeah. We have to keep a sense of mystery. Okay. But I will tell you I was a bad guy. You were, oh, you were a heel? I was a heel. What is your state of mind going into this competition as a former wrestler? I'm ready to fight. All right. Okay. I no longer feel can do. <laughs> <laughs> this round is a music game going to be a great time, Jonathan. What's in store for these lovely people? Well, this game is about songs featuring the names of states in their titles, but in the interests of thinking globally and being generally more inclusive, we have replaced the state names with some more exotic locales. We trust that world peace will follow because we have done this. <laughs> All you have to do is ring in and identify the original state name. Are you ready? Maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Are you going to give an example first? No. Oh. <laughs> I could give you an example, but it would be one of the clues, and then... I know you can do this. I believe in you. 
I've listened to other shows. Well, other people get examples. I feel like people are using it as a crutch now. They kind of they tune out for the explanation. And they're like, oh, whoa, I'll just listen when they do the example, and then I don't need to. Well, guess what? School is in session. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Well, tantrum girls are hip. I really dig those styles they wear. And the K-Song girls with the way they talk, they knock me out when I'm down there. The wants and farmers' daughters really make you feel all right. And the Pyongyang girls with the way they kiss, they keep their boyfriends warm at night. Wish they all could be North Korea. Wish they all could be North Korea. I wish they all could be North Korea girls. Jen. I wish they all could be California girls. Yeah, you got it. South Korean girls don't have more soul, right? No. Oh. Sometimes we write the joke first and the game after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all centers around that joke. Ophira will come into the office and say, I have a great idea for a pun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just figure it out, figure it out. Start tweeting the news. I'm leaving today. I want to be a part of it. Japan, Japan. <laughs> These Hello Kitty shoes are longing to stray right through the very heart of it, Japan, Japan. Nadia. New York, New York. Oh, yeah, that's right. We often have to ask our contestants, no, 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 please sing, but you two just jumped right in. All day. You sing all day? Yes. Mostly. In the car. <laughs> all my exes live in Norway. <laughs> Norway is the place I dearly love to be. But all my exes live in Norway. That's why I hang my hat. Italy. Nadia. All my exes live in Texas. Yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm getting a real workout on my southern drawl here. <laughs> Where are you originally from? Detroit, Michigan, the Motor City. Thank you. Yeah, like three people cheered. <laughs> Are your exes in Detroit? Some of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, you know that country song, Some of My Exes Are in Detroit? Detroit. <laughs> All right, this is your last question. In my mind, I'm going to Indochina. Can't you just see the Mekong? What do you think of my new thong? Can't you just be a friend of mine? Check out my behind. Yes, I'm going to Indochina in my mind. Jen. 
I'm going to North Carolina in my mind. Well, it's Carolina, <laughs> but, I, but we're here in North Carolina. We are, oh, I see. Oh, okay. You're just, you're just pandering to the crowd. I I'll know. allow that. Yeah, that's correct. Amazing thing just happened, audience. I commend you. You took the right answer above your own state. <laughs> you were like, wait a second. I know we love it here, but get it right. <laughs> it's Carolina. It's Carolina. Well done. Puzzle Guru Archung, how did our contestants do? We have a tie. Our contestants high-fived. Hands on your buzzer. It's not a musical question. According to the title of a Ray Charles song, what state is always on my mind? Nadia. Georgia. Georgia's correct. You're the winner. Atlanta, Georgia. Our next game called The Actor Factor. Please welcome contestants Gretchen McNeely and Mel Umberger. <laughs> Mel, you share something with many of our contestants, which is a deep love for Harry Potter. Yes, yes I do. <laughs> How much do you love Harry Potter? Can you give me an example? I can. Um, when uh, we were planning our wedding date, about 10 years ago, Joe did not ask me when she was going to release Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. She didn't let me know. I know. And you referred to her by her first name, so... We're on a first name basis. Yes. Um, so, after we got married that morning, we uh, went with, still on our wedding finery, all of our bridesmaids and groomsmen went to Barnes & Noble, and we picked up our copy of Order of the Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> Gretchen, you are our second contestant that has synesthesia. If I say Gesundheit. it right. Synesthesia <laughs> is something you have. That is true. So it's, uh, colors are associated, for you, they are associated with what? In my instance, I see individual letters and colors, and I always see them in the same color each time, and it's a wide variety. Okay, so what color is O? <laughs> o is uh, nearly clear, but with a tinge of aquamarine. Totally. Yeah. Your name. Your name is actually very beautiful. I've been told that before. Right? All right. Well, Gretchen wins. So. Um... <laughs> Thanks, Gretchen. Mel, it. Gretchen, in Hollywood, if your film doesn't have a huge movie star in it, forget it. Right. So the more the merrier. And so we've gone back and inserted the names of actors into movie titles to make them more marketable. Let's go to our puzzle guru, Art Chung, for an example. So the comedian and host of The Price is Right stars as the object of Ben Stiller's affection, and that's not hair gel. That would be a description of the film. There's something about Drew Carey. So the last name of the actor rhymes with the last word in the title of the movie. It's a little bit of a mashup game, and you're going to replace that word with the actor's name. Right? See how it rolls. The reptiles on this aircraft don't stand a chance when this legendary movie tough guy is aboard, Pilgrim. Mel. Snakes on a John Wayne? Yes! <laughs> this romantic comedy about competing bookshops just got edgier when the Dark Knight's Batman joins the fray. <laughs> Dark Knight's Batman. Gretchen. 
uh, Barnes and Noblesse Oblige, Keaton. <laughs> that is the correct answer from a different game entirely. <laughs> Mel, do you, know, do you know the answer? I can't remember the movie. Uh, wh- what we were looking for is You've Got Christian Bale. You've Got Mail and Christian Bale. These people clearly prefer when the Joker met Sally. (laughs) There's no crying in baseball when the star of The Help and the amazing Spider-Man joins an all-women's baseball league. Joins an all-Gretchen. A league of their Lupita (laughs) Nyong'o. Technically true, but... uh... Not the, not the actress we're looking for. But that was kind of amazing. Mel? A League of Their Emma Stone? Yes, A League of Their Emma Stone. <laughs> Gretchen, you're, you're scrappy. That's you're amazing. going down swinging. I love it. Today's underdog. <laughs> you're, you're like winning the meta game. <laughs> Good to hear. Anne Hathaway is even more confused by Meryl Streep's behavior when she insists on wearing clothes designed by this star of Chips. Gretchen. The devil wears Eric Estrada. That's right. You said that with a bizarre level of confidence. <laughs> it's the oh, only that. thing I've gotten right tonight. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> No, you've gotten a lot right. You've gotten a lot right. Annette Bening and Julianne Moore are a lesbian couple whose children discover their birth father is actually Urkel from Family Matters. (laughs) Gretchen. The kids are all Stephen Wright. (laughs) Close. Yeah. Mel. The kids are all Jaleel White. Yes. Yes. This is your last question. In this Coen Brothers film, Javier Bardem roams the Texas countryside, killing everyone in his wake while tracking down an aging Jeff Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Gretchen. No country for Sean Penn. A true statement. <laughs> Art Chung, Puzzle Guru, how did our contestants do? Our contestants were amazing. It was a close game, but Mel is our winner. Congratulations. Say hello to our next contestants, Kyle Druding and Rose Hollinshead. You're both very accomplished people in life. But, Rose, I'd like to know, if you lived in the 1700s, what job do you think you'd be best suited for? Hmm. Well, in the 1700s, especially the guys, they got to wear a lot of cool wigs, at least in this country. So I would be a wig maker. Because I really think now it would be awesome if people could just wear wigs and it wouldn't be sort of looked upon as odd. Smart, Rose. How about you, Kyle? Uh, I'd say an English marquee. So you're, you're an English nobility, so <laughs> yeah. you have a pretty comfortable lifestyle and you got to do what you want, but you're not 
so high up in the order that someone's going to behead you in like a glorious revolution. So can you apply for that job or do you... Uh... Yeah, through your parents. Yeah, through your parents. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. It's time for another installment of that Ask Me Another classic, This, That, or The Other. So we're going to give you the name of something, and all you have to do is tell us which of three categories it belongs to. And today's categories are cocktails, pro wrestling moves, and old-timey occupations. <laughs> Rose, we'll start with you. Porch crawler. Hmm. That would be wrestling. That's a good wrestling move, but I'm sorry, it's a cocktail. Oh, yeah. Darn. It's what the college students do when they just throw everything together. Uh. Kyle, knock her up. <laughs> <laughs> that, is, uh, that is two words knock her dash up. Huh. Um, let's say a cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> I know so much about you right now. Um, no, it's an old-timey occupation. It is the person that would go around before alarm clocks and would literally knock on your door. That was your wake-up call. Rose, back to you. Savoy Corpse Reviver. Now, I know that's a cocktail. Oh, do you? Because I like a corpse reviver. You'd like a corpse. Mm -hmm. Very good. That is correct. <laughs> Kyle, how about Argentine Face Buster? I hope that's a wrestling move. <laughs> <laughs> it is a wrestling move. Yes, that is correct. But it's exactly how it sounds. You smash your opponent's face into the mat while quoting from 100 Years of Solitude. <laughs> Rose, angry German. I'm going to say it's a cocktail. Other than being redundant, it is a cocktail. Yes. Kyle, wrinkle chaser. Sounds like an occupation. It is an <laughs> occupation, yes. <laughs> what kind of occupation do you think? Chase old people. Chase old people. <laughs> yeah, somebody has to, right? Yeah, hey, Roger. Yeah, they're back again. <laughs> can, you, can you get by before Friday? That's a great idea. It's actually someone who works in the garment business that is taking, uh, ironing the wrinkles out of fabrics. They probably chase old people in their spare time. <laughs> they do. This is your last set of questions. Rose, resurrectionist. I'm going to say it's an old-timey occupation. I'm going to say you're correct. Yes. It is a polite term for a grave robber. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Shining wizard. Cocktail? <laughs> the best cocktail idea of all time. <laughs> no, it's a wrestling move. But if it was a cocktail, I think it would be like, what, half gin and half Gandalf or something like that? <laughs> Delicious. All right, Puzzleguru Archung, how did our contestants do? It was a very close game, but Rose, congratulations. You're moving on to our final round. If you've got trivia in a headlock, you should be on our show. Just send us an email at askmeanother at npr.org and take our contestant quiz. We'll see if you have what it takes to withstand our brain busters on stage or over the phone. 
And if you heard an interesting piece of trivia this week, who cares if it's true? We'll figure it out. Just send it to us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. Coming up, we'll put Mountain Goat singer John Darneal in the puzzle hot seat in the cheeriest game about death metal music ever. So stay tuned. This is Ask Me Another from NPR. Welcome back to Ask Me Another, NPR and WNYC's Hour of Trivia, Puzzles, and Word Games. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and with me is our one-man house band, Jonathan Colton, and our puzzle guru, Art Chung. And we are coming to you live from the Carolina Theater in Durham, North Carolina. Now please welcome our very important puzzler. You know him from his band, The Mountain Ghosts, and he's got a new novel out, Wolf in White Van, John Darneal. Now, if for whatever reason you've never listened to the Mountain Goats, I would describe your music as melodic, soulful. Uh, the lyrics are beautiful. They're like poetry. They tell stories, some autobiographical, some fictional. And when you're hanging out, you're not listening to singer-songwriter music, per se, to relax. No, no. I mean, I do listen to some, some singer-songwriters, but... Uh, but to relax, I, I mean, lately I'm listening to uh, vocal music like uh, The Anonymous Four and, and, uh, and Baroque stuff. A record that my three-year-old likes to say, La Perla Barroca. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that is, that's a scary three-year-old you're raising, by yeah. the way. That's... Uh, he, no, he just finds it amusing. <laughs> that's amazing. But you're also a death metal fan? Yes. What attracts you to listening to it? Um, there's two things. Uh, the aggression, you know, is really great. Uh, it's, uh, it's really, you know... If you get in the pit at a death metal show, it's the best. It's like really just awesome and rewarding and, and, and painful and great. Um, and, uh, but beyond that, it's like, uh, it's creative expression that can genuinely say that it's not interested in what the world at large thinks of it, right? It's a creative expression that really, in a sense, when we say something comes from the heart, we have all these romantic associations of what has to be emotional in a certain way. It has to be somehow sad or plaintive. But death metal really does come from the heart in that it comes from inside somebody and it's a mode of self-expression that, that is put out there, you know, at risk of ridicule and with the, the near certainty of no monetary reward at all, right? It's, it, it, costs, it costs a lot of money to make a death metal album and it takes considerably greater musical expertise than I'm ever going to have. Any of these guys can play rings around me. I've worked with some of them. They're incredible musicians, and they do it out of real love of their stuff. And I, to me, that's audible in what they do. It is a very passionate music, uh, and it's also really dark and gory, and I like that stuff. So. You just wrote a, a new novel, yep. uh, Wolf in White Van, and then you're also doing more albums. It's a lot of work. If you had to choose... I mean, I wouldn't mm. want you to choose, but these things take a huge amount of time. Would you go, all right, I'm just going to take the next few years and only write, or...? I mean, I can't imagine having to choose. I mean, there's other stuff I do that isn't, you know... I do creative stuff all day long, you know, and, and, uh, and so I, it would be weird for me to go, well, this is the only thing I do. I sort of don't understand that. I, I respect it because, like, zealots always attract me, you know, like people who, like, I only <laughs> yeah, make totally. this kind of music. I never change this kind of... This is all I do. It's like, I'm interested by that. But for me, I just like to make stuff. And there's a sense in which the thing you make the form it takes is really only the after effect of, of the creative thing you did, whether it's a song or a book or, you know, a conversation you have at dinner, you know, it's all, that's, the creative thing is what happened in the process, not the relic of it, that's the event, you know. The journey. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah, journey. I mean, it's a corny yeah. way of putting it, but it's true. <laughs> well, uh, I hope 
that you're going to enjoy your Ask Me Another Challenge. Are you ready for it? I am. You have to say that. Good. Because our house musician, Jonathan Colton, has prepared some death metal songs for you. <laughs> in a way, only Jonathan Colton I, I just want to say, I'm going to get 100% of these wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's going to be challenging uh, for you and for me. I, this is, as, as you know, death metal is not really my milieu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, I very much enjoy the life-affirming metal. Right. There was a thing called life metal, I'll tell you about it. Was there a thing called yes, life metal? Yes. That's insane. It's Chris, Christian death metal. Uh, so <laughs> I'm... Uh, oh. <laughs> Baby Jesus loves you! <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to play some uh, death metal songs completely wrong and not in the way that anybody has ever heard them on this tiny little acoustic guitar. Right. with my meager skills. Uh, and I will be asking for uh, sometimes the title and sometimes the band. See, no, it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. <laughs> I just want to point out to the audience, like, so this is going to presume familiarity with the lyrics, right? That's right. But the way that most of these lyrics originally will have sounded, which is how I know them. <laughs> I'm not going to sing that them that That was amazing. Way. Thank you. <laughs> If you get enough questions right, a number that we're not going to name right now. Right. <laughs> Is it a number greater than zero? Uh, we don't know. We don't know yet. <laughs> but if you get enough right, Ben Caro of Los Angeles, California will win an Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt. So there's a lot riding on this. Ben, I want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> Here's the first one. All you have to do is name the band. Mm -hmm. uh, the title of the song is uh, Death Tripper. Your legs look so sexy out of context, out of context. I want to say Cannibal Corpse, but that context line is a little too clever, meaning no disrespect to Cannibal Corpse. No, of course not. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I'm going to go with Cannibal Corpse. Uh, what if I tell you that this is off a 2007 album called Phantom Limb? Oh, it's Pig Destroyer. Oh, yeah, it's Pig yeah. Destroyer. That's correct. <laughs> That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Big Destroyer is actually a very clever band. Uh. Uh, okay, correct the lyrics in this song by Merciful Fate. Oh. Oh, okay, easy. Copulation in the night Two shadows upon a grave Screams of pleasure, screams of pain Young lovers, you must be insane. It's an infestation of moles in their holy land. So I say again, stay away. It's an infestation of moles. It's a desecration of souls. Yeah, that's right, that's right. <laughs> Jonathan, do you or do you not know that I have a Merciful Fate tattoo? <gasps> no, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, no, actually, my face is a Merciful Fate tattoo. <laughs> I used to look quite different. Uh, okay, identify this song by Cannibal Corpse, mm -hmm. which was, perhaps surprisingly, featured in the film Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, what was the one from uh, uh, it was uh, a big moment for Cannibal Corpse. It was, it, I'm sure, I, I can only imagine, yeah. Uh, now, this one is particularly challenging because I can't tell what's going on in the recording at all. 
Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to do this more like a, a tone poem. <laughs> Through my anatomy dwells another being rooted in my cortex, a servant to its bidding. Brutality now becomes my appetite. Violence is now a way of life. The sledge is my tool to torture as it pounds down on your forehead. Is it hammer smashed face? It sure is. <laughs> my, my favorite thing about the title of that song is that it's, it, it's the passive voice. Well, I don't know about it that. It just happens to be a hammer smashed face. Nobody's it, saying. It, or is it just lacking the definite article the at the top? Could so be. We I don't, don't know. We have to ask George Corpse Grinder Fisher what is the case. <laughs> he's, our, he's the VIP on a future show. <laughs> yes. He's the best. <laughs> This I will your... personally pay for his plane ticket if you get George on the show. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest thing I ever did. <laughs> it would be fun. It would be fun. This is your last clue. Correct the lyrics in this Black Sabbath song, author album, Master of Reality. Your world was made for you by someone above. But you choose evil ways instead of love You made me master of the world where you exist The soul I took from you was not even missed Walt Disney World <laughs> Evil possessor Walt Disney World He's your confessor now as Lord of this world. Yes. Much better lyric. A, a, sort of a proto-life metal song. Yeah, yeah. Clearly this was way too easy. You got them <laughs> all correct, oh, John. Thank you. I had a little help on the Pig Destroyer one, though. <laughs> Congratulations, John. You and Ben in Los Angeles both get an Ask Me Another Anagram t-shirt, and I know we just put you through this huge challenge. And so to reward us even more, you're going to play a song for us. Can I just say, I'm very excited that you're going to play the song that you're going to play because it feels like a perfect, uh, perfect wrapping up of our discussion of, uh, of death metal. The best ever death metal band out of Denton was a couple of guys who had been friends since grade school. One was named Cyrus, and the other was Jeff. They would practice twice a week in Jeff's bedroom, practice really hard. The best ever death metal band out of den never settled on a name. But the top three contenders, after weeks of debate, were corpulent postulants and the killers and the hospital bombers. Jeb and Cyrus believed in their hearts that they were headed for stage lights and Lear jets. Fortune and fame so in script that made prominent use of a pentagram. They would stencil their drum heads, their guitars with their names. And this was how Cyrus got sent off to the school where they told him he'd never be famous. And this was why Jeff 
in the letters he'd write to his friend help develop a plan to get even when you punish a person for dreaming his dream don't expect him to thank or forgive you the best ever death metal band out of den will in time both outpace and outlive you hail satan hail satan tonight hail satan hail sweet prince of all flesh hail 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 Satan. Hail Satan, everybody. This is NPR. <laughs> now we're going to crown this week's grand champion. Let's bring back from Buffer the Consequences, Keith Hayes. From Sports Explicated, Steve Bonneman. From State of Mind, Nadja Vielo. From the actor factor, Mel Umberger. And from this, that, or the other, Rose Holland's head. They will be competing in our Ask Me One More final round, and I will toss it over to our puzzle guru, Archung. This final round is titled The Hills Are Alive, and we're giving a shout out to that other corner of the research triangle, Chapel Hill. Every correct answer in this game will contain the letters H I L L in order. We're playing the spelling bee style, so one wrong answer and you're out. You only have a few seconds to give us an answer. The last person standing is our Ask Me Another grand winner. And for your prize, John has autographed a set of limited edition Mountain Goats albums on vinyl, which is the only way to listen to music in Durham. <laughs> Here we go. Keith, this singer is best known as a member of the Fugees, as well as her own miseducation. Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill is correct. Steve. On Saturday Night Live, Amy Poehler did a killer impersonation of this former New York senator and secretary of state. Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton, you got it. Nadia, this Texas-based animated series comes from the creator of Beavis and Butthead. King of the Hill. That's right. Mel, this Grammy-winning artist known for her song, This Kiss, has spent a lot of time kissing fellow country singer and husband, Tim McGraw. Faith Hill. Faith Hill is correct. Rose, this retired pro basketball player, recently featured in an AT&T ad, played college ball right here in Durham. Grant Hill. Grant Hill, oh. I'm glad she The audience is about to ride on that one. <laughs> Keith, don't fire till you see the whites of their eyes was the cry of this early Boston Revolutionary War battle. Bunker Hill? Bunker Hill's correct. Steve, this long-running WB and CW drama was set in a fictional North Carolina town that starred Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> Three seconds. That's unbelievable. I'm All sorry. Right. Steve, hold on. Nadia, do you know the answer? Is it One Tree Hill? One Tree Hill's correct. Steve is out. <laughs> Mel, you may be surprised to learn that this California hip-hop group's most popular song is titled Insane in the Brain, not Insane in the Membrane. Cypress Hill. You got it. Rose, she became a national figure when she accused Clarence Thomas of sexual harassment in 1991. Anita Hill. That's correct. Yeah. Go, Rose. Keith, this cop drama from the 80s regularly ended his roll call with, let's be careful out there. Hill Street Blues. That's right. 
Nadia, this is a place in Somerset, England, and a song about that place by Peter Gabriel. <sighs> Three seconds. Got nothing. Sorry, step aside. Let's see if Mel knows the answer. A place in Somerset, England, and a song about that place by Peter Gabriel. Under the Hill. Under the Hill. No, I'm sorry, that's not correct. Let's see if Rose knows the answer. Salisbury Hill. Salisbury Hill's correct. Thank you, Nadia and Mel. We are down to our last two players, Keith and Rose. Keith, metaphorically, this phrase named after a Greek mythological figure refers to a fatal weak spot or vulnerability. Achilles Hill. Achilles Hill's correct. <laughs> Rose, this English comedian's long-running TV show usually ended with him being chased by cops and half-naked women to the tune of Yakety Sax. Benny Hill. Benny Hill's right. All right, we've run out of questions, so here is your tiebreaker. Hands on your buzzers. It's a stereotypical country bumpkin. Keith. A hillbilly. Hillbilly is correct, and you're our grand winner. Clearly a close match, but congratulations, Keith. Have another hand for our VIP, John Darneal. And that is our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to be a contestant, just find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just look around for NPR Ask Me Another. And you can be a puzzle player anytime, anyplace by downloading our podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, or TuneIn. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Art Chung. Hey, my name anagrams to Ranch Gut. Our house musician is Jonathan Colton. Now Jolta Cannon. Additional puzzle writing by Karen Lurie, Glenn McDonald, and J. Keith Van Stratton. Ask Me Another's produced by Jesse Baker. Jab Seekers. Josh Rogeson. Rhinos Jog So. Eleanor Kagan. And Orange Lake. Jess Miller. Gel Misers. And our intern, Lauren Moon. A Moral One. Along with Portia robertson Migas and Eric Newsom. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore. A Midtown Theorem. We'd like to thank the Carolina Theater. Croatian Leather. Our production partner, WNYC and WUNC. C-U-N-W. I'm her right begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Do you know what it feels like to hit it big? creator of Hedvig and the Angry Inch, John Cameron Mitchell does. I've never been introduced as a Tony winner before. <laughs> Felt like Patti LuPone. <laughs> but can he win the ultimate prize and ask me another Rubik's Cube? I'm Ophira Eisberg. Find out next time on NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. you're still here fantastic just want to remind you to check out invisibilia npr's newest show the next episode is all about your expectations that have a surprising effect on the people around you like if you think a friend is going to disappoint you guess what it's pretty likely they will so on this new episode of invisibilia you'll hear from neuroscientists who explain the profound way that expectations actually influence your physiology and from a blind man who says expectations helped him see. From the people that created This American Life and Radiolab, subscribe to Invisibilia on iTunes now.